As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Can every website stop asking me if I accept cookies? I have no idea what you're asking me. Stop, ask, stop asking me if I accept, accept all, decline all. I don't know what you're saying. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, January 10th, 2022. I'm Jay Seeks, and alongside me, I'm Jay Seeks. <laughs> alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Good day. Good day, sir. We've got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery taking it to the Max Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. We're all business today. Yeah, <laughs> finally. Friends. Making the magic happen. Super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. I sometimes screw up talking when it's not coming through my ears the way I want it to. Mm. It was my fault. Had my uh You start thinking about volume. the ears. Well, yeah, and the words like, don't happen. Sometimes sounds like I'm like underwater swimming. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. How was the weekend? Good, thanks. Yeah, what'd you get up to? Uh, we had uh, a little get-together with some friends. We're allowed to see friends, I think. <laughs> uh, we played uh, played soccer. I saw my five-year-old turn on a little bit of a messy. You know, like I'm not one of those parents wow. usually on the side who gets too caught up in the kids. I like to play it cool because you see some freaky parents out there. My son plays, and you know, like when it's like there's, there's kids playing, and they all just chase the ball around. They just move around like that. He just kind of went on a bit of a run. A couple of kids fell over, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, he could turn this into like goal of the season right now. Right. But he sort of just ran, kept running past the goal there, as uh, <laughs> kids at that age want to do. They uh, they sort of just tunnel vision, right. if you like. So nearly had a most just an incredible goal, but uh, didn't record it. And now I'm just telling you about it. Yeah. So imagine if you uh, can you guys beat that when it comes to your weekend? Uh, well, I saw some freaky parents and I had a great time with them. You're a, I love seeing freaky parents. Okay. Uh, I went fishing on a kayak and didn't catch a fish, which mm. is very similar Ooh. to almost scoring a goal and not scoring a goal. So, you know, a lot of nothing happened this weekend. <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. You can also get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com and an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Okay, Monday, 
winners and losers of the NBA weekend. We got a whole bunch of winners, a few losers a little bit later. But, Tass, we know where we're starting. We're still celebrating Clay Day here in the Classic Factory. Yeah, other stuff happened in the NBA, but this weekend belonged to Clay. Clay Day, Clay Weekend, whatever. I know we were all on Twitter awaiting the intros and the game to happen. And I was watching intros on Twitter, and I thought... I could actually just watch the game. I could tune into the game. <laughs> right. It says on NBA League Pass, free NBA preview, free NBA intros at pregame uh, quite often. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm a sicko. I can go watch that. It was cool to watch Clay getting warm. He was feeling good. The juice was going. And then intros were great as well. Clay was announced last. Mm-hmm. Steph was announced before him, but Steph got the heck out of the way and went up with Kevon <laughs> Looney. Uh, so, so Clay could have his moment there. And then Draymond Green also. He entered the game and then committed a, an intentional foul so he could get out of the game as well because he just wanted to be part of the Clay experience. And those first four minutes uh, was pretty exciting. And I think I think we weren't really ready for that first Clay basket because it was a quick uh, possession for the Cavs. And then Clay comes around the corner, comes off a screen, and then he comes in and shoots a two. I don't think anybody the in the yeah. <laughs> What is this guy doing? He's evolved. Uh, so I don't know if every, anybody was really ready for that. I think we were all watching Clay medleys from this weekend, Clay montages of him sh- <laughs> shooting threes, and then all of a sudden this guy's going into the lane. Then he kept chucking his first his first little run there. He was only one for five, went to the bench. Second quarter comes in, and this was when the Clay show really, really started. He had that monster, monster, monster jam. He lulled Jared Allen to sleep on the outside with that slow crossover. You know, it wasn't quick, quick, a quick dribble, but he got to the rim. And then I had a huge jam uh, in his second possession. He hit his three, and then he f- had a foul right before the half there, which I thought Steve Kerr was going to challenge. Come on, this is clay day, Steve. Let's challenge it, but he didn't. So he had seven points going into the half, and then uh, he had three straight shots when he came back in that third quarter, which was really impressive. Again, I'm going back to the twos because I didn't think he really had this as part of his regular routine where he took Lowry Markinen off the bounce. He kind of just, you know, he put his body into him and then had a little bit of a step back. That And then that's not really part of his regular repertoire, I don't think. I think we're all sort of waiting for those threes uh, to happen. Then he hit a three, and then he hit the snarl button. He snarled, <laughs> which... I don't think was part of his repertoire at all before either. I think this was entirely new. Uh, the fourth quarter, he hit another three. And he ended up chucking the ball. Uh, he didn't have a he didn't have a great line, as Steph uh, said after the game. Well, that's our clay. He gets his shots up. He ended up seven of eighteen in twenty minutes played, seventeen points. Uh, but I was really impressed with him taking Larry Markinen off the dribble there. Uh, if he can add that. Uh, you know, that's not again. That's not part of his regular repertoire. The threes are are, are coming along. I think all in all, you got to be very pumped after you know two and a half years that he looks this good, right off the bat. Right. That he looks like the legs are there. The defense was there. He had a block. So everybody's got to be extremely pumped uh, to see Clay back. What'd you think, Lee? Was he still a beautiful shooter of the basketball after 941 <laughs> days away from the court? Well, uh, when the ball started dropping those shots, yes, they definitely tried to force a little bit early on. I think yeah. he was a bit nervous. The Warriors were trying to get him something going on there early, and uh, I think that's why he clunked a few of them. But you can just tell that once he got a little bit more comfortable and had seen a couple drop down, he had the big dunk, that he was like, okay, he's back. And uh, and I think that's what the Warriors were looking for, just to get through this game. Obviously, they win the game. Actually, a bit of a dull game in, the, in yeah. that sense. 
performance. Like, it didn't quite live up to the hype there. But for the Warriors, it's more about, okay, he's had so much time off. Let's just see how long it's going to take him before he gets back into the clay that we know he is going to be. Because it's going to take him probably still maybe a month. Oh, who knows? I mean, these sorts of things. And after the game, actually, Clay, I thought his post-game press conference was really, uh, really well-spoken. Like, he was so appreciative of everybody who helped him get to this point and the journey he'd been on and how much work he'd had to do. And he was just so happy to be back out there shooting. And, and you know, Tass mentions there the shots not falling, not a great uh, shooting line there for him. But he was like, I'm just happy to see my name in the box score again. And I thought that was great. So the crowd was great. The atmosphere was great. Uh, the game, I mean, the Cleveland's a good team. I was expecting it to be a little bit uh, tighter than that. So, okay, the game wasn't great. But uh, it, he, he is such a, uh, a joy of the sport, Clay Thompson. It's just mm-hmm. the game is better when he's out in the court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. He's like, seems to be the most beloved NBA personality there is. And it was like a big celebration yesterday Trey and it led up to the game and the intros the he's back was pretty cool I was getting like goosebumps him sitting on the side and then coming out and then and then we got into the action but what'd you think yeah it was really fun to watch the only thing I can even remember that was similar was when Derrick Rose finally came back to the Bulls after he missed an entire season with his very first injury and he had had the you know similar branding the return Right. When it happens, it's very exciting to watch. Clay was awesome. I love 18 shots in 20 minutes. I also love the story from Steph Curry that the first play they ran for Clay was actually a decoy play, and he said, no, no, no. I'm going to catch the ball where I catch the ball and try and score the basket. He catches a couple of dribbles to the hoop and finishes over the top. You, you got to be encouraged if you see Clay Thompson putting the ball on the floor and exploding in the lane. Tells you that his legs are at least feeling safe and that he said I have no fear of getting injured again it's also cool that he got hurt originally against the Raptors on a dunk throwing down a dunk in his first game back last night and then it appears he doesn't even need to have his feet set to make a shot I mean (laughs) when he has his feet set ball wet no doubt about it but the fadeaways in the third quarter that was the most Clay Thompson to me when he hit those three in a row uh, really quick and they were all tough 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 shots and he got the snarl going he was flexing to the crowd and then he had to come out very quickly after that because of his minutes limit. But those three uh, those three makes, you're like, ooh, I can see this extending to a quick 12 makes in a quarter here. No problem. Yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty fun day, of course. Uh, the buildup, I think, was half the fun uh, here over the, sure. over the weekend and, like, those intros videos you saw and, like, NBA TV leaning into, like, all the interviews. I love that interview that kept going around of him and his captain's hat, yeah. his sailor's hat, uh, talking to – was it 3D he was yeah. talking yeah. to in that one? Yeah. yeah. Um, More so like funny. 2D. He looks skinny out there. <laughs> That's true. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's got those athletic greens or something going <laughs> yeah. on, coursing through his body. Maybe he's not a grill master as much anymore. Oh, looks great. 3D Clay looks great. Stuff? I don't know. I don't know if he's been grilling. I haven't been tracking <laughs> okay. the grills. Well, anyway, it was uh, yeah, a pretty pretty solid. They get the victory. That's the thing. Unfortunately, no Draymond Green, like you guys said. Like, I guess he tweaked it in warm-ups is mm. what they were saying and uh, then decided, yeah, I want to be a part of this, so I'll just do the quick foul. Did you see the, the better out there that made $20,000? Must have had the little inside scoop. Must have been Draymond. Oh, maybe it was, but because Draymond was playing in the game, I guess one of the betting sites kept the lines up. This person hit the under on everything they could, parlayed it together, turned 1,000 into 20K. Yeah, because Mm. he only obviously played seven seconds Mm. and hit the under. Got him. (laughs) Pretty smooth move. move. Very smooth move. Anything else from this uh, Warriors victory and Clay's return that you wanted to touch on here? I mean... You're, you're very excited about the Warriors' chances, I would assume. Yeah, he to, looks good. Go he looks pretty good. Yeah. The, the fact that 
there was all that scrimmage talk. I talked about it last week. Anthony Slater reported that first scrimmage that Clay Thompson had with the Warriors, a lot of chatter about Clay looking good, but it really doesn't matter until he plays in the game. No. So we didn't have that dream team versus the college boys footage uh, that that didn't come out and so uh, did, did he look good I, mean, I watched the warm-ups sure look good but then he comes out and yeah he, he just changes this team yeah. <laughs> even even though they're they're so good he's taking Jordan Poole's spot and uh, obviously the defense goes up a notch with Clay Thompson out there and uh, again the two-point shots where he's creating for himself you know not just coming around screens but able to get into a body and step back and hit I, I, I think he feels like he can reach another level and mm. uh to start yeah I mean not a great shooting line seven of 18 but who cares uh at, at this point yes for him to just jump right back in and to look that good and to be Clay like uh, as as Trey mentioned about like getting to the rim and feeling that good and yeah, this was just a great weekend. Clay Thompson is the NBA olive branch. There, there aren't many people in the league that are uniformly loved, universally loved like Clay Thompson. Everybody from Warriors Twitter to NBA Twitter just, just enamored, just in love. I don't like talking about memes, but this is really handshake. Warriors Twitter, NBA Twitter, handshake. You know, this, this was the, this was the moment where, uh, yeah, we were all together. It doesn't happen very often. In Let, NBA Twitter, usually there's some anger, and there were some losers out there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who cares? Wow. You're right. Yeah, yeah, Shouldn't yeah, even yeah, mention yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, too many shots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has a quick trigger to begin with, Clay Thompson, like one of the fastest releases in the mm-hmm. NBA. But the jitters were there on oh, those yeah. first couple, especially like the three-point touch. I couldn't believe how fast he shot. I think it was the first three he took. Yeah. Where he was like at the top of the like sort of at the break there, and, uh, and it, it was, was like, whoa, man! Yeah. Like you know, take take one more second, you're probably gonna be okay. And it was a bit flat by his standards yeah. as well. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's it. The Warriors are just like we just want to get that one going down. But but Trey mentions a good point there. Like psychologically, for him to use that dunk to explode off those legs that have let him yeah. down the last two years, I think that's a hugely monumental thing for him to do. To be like, I'm not gonna change the way I played. I'm just going to go in there, and I've got I've done the work. He's worked with the uh, the medical team and and the, all those uh, people and the and the staff there for the Warriors to get himself ready, and it showed that he has the confidence to go out there and trust his body. I think that's so important. Another NBA winner of the weekend has to be Fred VanVleet. <laughs> Freddie All Star, man, I love Devlin. Freddie Van All Star. Uh, Devlin is leaning into it even harder now, knowing that yes, uh, you know is. Schumann and others have uh, questioned whether he's saying it too much. Or you think Devlin cares not at all? But VanVleet. So I asked on Twitter from the No Dunks Twitter account this morning, like, who are your winners and losers of the weekend? There was a lot of votes for, of course, Clay's return. NBA fans, uh, John Morant and the Grizzlies. We'll get to them later. But Fred VanVleet getting a lot of uh, a lot of responses as well. Timothy Bancroft tweeted. Fred Van Vliet for overmaking his case as an all-star so heavily <laughs> that it became an all-NBA first-team campaign. Uh, maybe a little much, Timothy, but I hear what you're <laughs> saying here because Van Vliet was amazing in Friday's victory against the Jazz, who were very shorthanded, and then in what he did uh, in the Pelicans game there on Sunday. So I'll start with the Pelicans game because... New Orleans, we're keeping it close. You know, mm-hmm. Valanciunas back in Toronto. Unfortunately, no fans there, uh, of course. But he, he scored in the paint. It's tied at 93 with about four minutes to go. So this is a game. After the timeout, though, Van Vliet splashes the three. Okay, it wraps up. But then the Pelicans, Devontae Graham and Herb Jones. Yeah. One of my favorite names in the NBA. Uh, Love Herb. They hit back-to-back <laughs> three. So the Pelicans are up again. So what's Van Vliet do? He splashed a curry-like bomb with the shot clock winding down. That's tied. 
And then Siakam forces a steal. He's playing really well for the Raptors here, too. And then Van Vliet connects on another three to give Toronto the 102-99 lead there with like a minute and a half to go. He just can't miss, it feels like, from distance. And this was after Friday night where he had the perfect quarter in the third quarter. I mean, really sloppy, ugly first half from the Raptors against the Jazz. And Van Vliet, I believe it was 24 points in the third. He didn't miss a shot. And at one point, like, had a 15-0 run mm-hmm. of his own. And it felt, I swear to God, go watch it. He would, like, hit a three or score, come back, rip the ball from somebody, go down, score, come back, rip the ball. It was like a one-man show there in that Jazz game. So Van Vliet here got his first trouble, first triple-double in Friday's game, is averaging, over the last six games, 31.2 points per game, six and a half assists, a little bit more than that, hitting almost six threes per game. Well, with shooting splits of 47, 44, and 96. I, I, I mean, honestly, he's sort of like cemented himself into the All-Star game, I feel like, at this point with this play. Like, he's he's bumped himself over the Garlands and the Lamellos and like these other guards that were in the mix. Is that fair to say? And I'm not just I'm, a homer? I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling it. I am definitely. It I think like it's it. the right timing, too, right? Like, doing it right now after the first ballots were returned. And I... You know, that's mostly for the fans and, and us sickos who are watching the game. But I think he's timed it pretty well where he is uh, sprinting right now mm-hmm. uh, to join you know, the, the, the top of the class, the Bulls backcourt, uh, as well as uh, James Harden. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I think I think he's right there because that, that little stretch there where he went 3-3-3 three, 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 uh, and everybody calling him Freddie All-Star. You know, a couple <laughs> weeks ago it was forced by Matty Devlin, <laughs> uh, the Raptors play-by-play man, but now it feels right. Uh, he just saw it early. It. He yep. could just tell <laughs> He can tell that uh, Freddie was going to be on fire. Over 30 in five of his last six games, obviously those are all Raptors wins and now they're up to seventh in the Eastern Conference just a game and a half behind the sixth seed which is the Cleveland Cavaliers who have been kind of going the other way uh, right now so yeah I mean Van Vliet's putting up the numbers he's got the super catchy nickname and the team is winning there's a good chance the Raptors could easily get into the top six here and be a straight up playoff team uh, incredible stuff to, to really turn it around once everybody's gotten healthy. And this is pairing Van Vliet's run nicely with Spicy P yeah. playing his best basketball of this season. Uh, over his last six games, he's averaging 24, 11, and 6. This guy's like turned into a real playmaker for the squad, and he's hitting 52% from deep as well. And that was the thing that sort of like disappeared for Spicy P uh, for Siakam over the last couple of years there where he suddenly couldn't hit a three, but he's on a hell of a run right now. Yeah, and I think the Raptors just generally are healthy, one of the healthiest teams in the league. And I think that just is important. They've got their guys back. They can go out there and play the way they want. They've had a good schedule there. You mentioned the Jazz. They're obviously a great yeah. team, very shorthanded. They play the Suns in Toronto tomorrow. Then they go out for five in a row on the road. Some winnable ones out there, but we just know it's tougher when you get out there, especially when you're playing at this level. So uh, I, we all had him, I'm pretty sure, in our All-Star mm-hmm. uh, Reserves on Friday show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a, a bit of a, a, a ledge here and say, Freddie Van Vliet, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. What do you think about that? How bold is that? Crazy, bro. You're crazy. You're insane. It's going to be announced in like an hour. (laughs) But yeah, the six wins in a row is, is, you know, when you've got a guy playing at this level and the team winning, it's like, okay, that's, that's when it really stands out. It's not just putting up these numbers and the Raptors are like two and four over that stretch. I mean, they're winning. Sure, you can pick out whatever you want. I mean, they've got the Spurs and the Bucks in there as well. But... They're winning these games, and the Raptors had to do that. Yeah. yeah, and the standings matter when it comes to all-star reserve picks, especially in the East, because yeah. there's just a bunch of a glut of like 500 teams. So if you can, you know, separate yourself a little bit and, and join that top bunch yeah. and, and be part of that six-seven uh, area, I don't, I don't think they necessarily have to be six when the reserves uh, when the coaches make the reserve picks. But yeah, they have to be they have to be a winning team, and that really, really, really helps. 
They're three games above 500 for the first time since they started six or got to, off to a decent start at six and three this season. So it's been a while since they've had that good a record. And the other thing is uh, the Raptors. Nick Nurse is like he's going with the big boys. Have you noticed? Like he's playing a lot of Boucher and of course uh, Precious Achua and Kem Birch and like he's like the the second unit especially. He's like no, we're just gonna play our giants here, and they're like. You know, fine with Siakam or Scotty Barnes sort of working as like the the playmaker, so to speak, in that second unit. I got the hots for these crazy lineups. And, and <laughs> they're the weird lineups. They are very weird. <laughs> Giants uh, lineups. Yeah, yesterday. they start with zero centers, uh, and then they play a, a couple of them yeah. coming off the bench. So, God, yeah, I, I'm I'm loving the Nick Nurse lineups. Every every time you turn on a Raptors game, I mean, it's just. You know, it's like a little psychological experiment or a little little science experiment. Like, what are we doing here? We're playing monsters, and sometimes we go tiny. But you know, like you, they're just they're so good defensively that they figure it out no matter what. Trey, who do you have for an NBA winner of the weekend? Mavericks are winners Ooh. of the weekend for me. They beat the Rockets on Friday. Fair. <laughs> but then they snapped the Bulls' nine-game win yeah. streak yesterday, and I was really impressed with Dallas, especially in the second half of this game. They won with defense, physicality, and knocking down threes. First half, pretty even game. Uh, you know, the Mavs came out hit the Bulls in the face. The Bulls responded. They looked like the tougher team, but then Josh Green subbed in, and I thought he was a major game-changer. Uh, I finished with 18 points, 8 of 10 from the field, and his energy uh, really spurred a 9-0 run there at the end of the first half for the Mavericks. In the second half, they came out and they were the tougher team and they were 100% torturing my guy Vucci Uh in the pick and roll. They would just, uh, Doncic almost every single time would come up and they would get Vooch into space and it was kind of either Doncic making a play or finding, uh, or just going and scoring on Vooch as well. Jalen Brunson I thought was really good as well, kind of being the secondary attacker late uh, late in the shot clock for the Mavericks, you could tell the Bulls were missing Alex Caruso, Javante Green, their best on-ball defenders. But great stuff uh, from the Mavs. You know, Kleber hit six threes last night. I think they finished with 16 threes on the evening. That's how the Mavs win. They're playing some defense right now. They're up to fifth in defense. They've got six straight wins. They've won five of those without Porzingis. They had wins last week against the Warriors and the Bulls. They're clicking a little bit right yeah. now. You know, the offense might not be quite as good as it was uh, when they were the greatest offense in NBA history mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, but that was all about making threes, and now they're actually playing a little bit of defense on the other side. They're playing really, really hard. So a couple of nice wins for the Mavs in the past couple of, or in the past week. Are you buying uh, sort of this Mavericks little run here and how they look and the way Luke is uh, playing and, you know, rounding into form here and with all these other contributions, like Trey said? Yeah, Luke has got one. He's that talent in the league that he has the capability to drag his team to beat anyone on mm-hmm. any given night. And we saw that against the Warriors and now against the Bulls, you know, but he did get help from Cleaver and Josh Green, who Josh Green, they've been waiting for him to sort yeah. of start. And he yeah, had a, back-to-back. Yeah, too. Friday night yeah. he was really good again against the Rockets, but then to do it in that game in a critical moment two of that game there in that second half I thought he was really good he hit a three and he just got out and ran and when you've got Luka Doncic there who's such a great passer and a playmaker that's what you have to do is just get out he'll find you and if you run towards the hoop that's where you're going to get chances to score so that this has been uh, certainly their most impressive stretch for Dallas you know I have been on record saying that I don't think their offense is all that convincing this season because it seems just a bit of like just shoot if you want but when the ball moves around like that and they get so many other guys contributing, they are much better. And the defense is surprisingly high. It, does, it doesn't feel like that's yeah. a great defensive uh-uh. team. 
but they get it done. So uh, credit to them for that. And uh, yeah, when you start putting a, a win streak together against good teams, it does start to sort of change the narrative a little bit. Uh, and, and for me, Doncic still looks like he's uh, he needs a little bit more relief as far as uh, their playmaking. But when he's got the ball in his hands, he's in control like that. He's very, very hard to stop. Even though he's he's a kind of slow-mo out there, but he can still get that shot off, you know, sort of uncontested a lot of the times. It's uh, it's deceptive. But, uh, yeah, very happy for him and, and, and just to see Josh Green out there playing really good basketball. Yeah, Dallas uh, fifth right now in the Western Conference, 22-18. and 18, You know, a couple wins ahead of the Nuggets and then trailing like those elite four sort of ahead of them. Uh, you know, Grizzlies continue to build the gap there between four and five. But what do you think about the Mavs here? Well, when you watch a defense in today's NBA, you quite often say, I don't know, they don't have a lot of defensive players. They just don't have those defensive guys. But it doesn't matter. You can still have a legit defense if guys come together. And I think on the other side, uh, Kobe White could be a winner of the weekend for the Chicago Bulls. He's a guy who didn't start this year. He was injured. He comes off the bench, and he sees guys like Io DeSumo and Javante Green and, and, and their lead guards and Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball playing incredible defense. Kobe White has never been a defender, uh, but he's playing so well on that end. And and even the Bulls as a whole, did we expect them to be a good defense? No. Uh, but they figure it out. Uh, they they get this sort of mentality and, and they're great. If you look at, you know, Bobby Portis with the Milwaukee Bucks playing center there. He was never a good defender. He's, he, his feet don't really move all that quickly on the defensive end, but his hands have gotten better. And you can just get better if you're around good defensive players and it's rubbed off. So I think Kobe White's gotten a lot smarter than this Mavs defense could get, uh, uh, you know, could stay that way uh, if they're, you know, got it all together. So you look around the league and, yeah, sometimes you got this rep. Oh, I can't play defense. I mean, look at even the Lakers. I think they have a little bit of hope. Uh, with a guy like Malik Monk, who is balling on the offensive end. And you look at them last year. I mean, Dennis Schroeder was their lead guard on the best defense in the league. Russell Westbrook's been part of great defenses. So it's all about a mentality. Maybe the Lakers can turn around. It's all about just getting it all together. So, yeah, the Mavs have... Figure it out in that locker room for sure. Mavs up to fifth with defensive rating. Uh, that's why wild. Mm. wild. You would think it'd be they're like sick, they're middle of the pack offense, and then yeah, fifth uh, top five defense is pretty uh, pretty special. You think it would be the other way around? All right, take us home here at least for till we take our first break. Who do you have for a winner? Well, just before the Christmas break, I had the Minnesota Timberwolves as a winner. Yeah. I was buying. Yeah. Last week I had them as a loser because they dropped a few in a row. Sure. Well, I'm back in the win column. All right. They've won four in a row. <laughs> uh, but why I've got them as a uh, a convincing winner is because of these four wins, not against great opposition to be fair pelicans uh, thunder twice and the rockets but they've pounded the opponent and that to me has been what's missing from this team a lot throughout you know throughout carl anthony towns time they don't just like step on the throat of their opponent but last night convincing 18 point victory they put up 140 again it's against the rockets they blew out the thunder by 30 prior to that and then earlier in the week it was an 18 point win against uh, over the clippers that to me is what needs to happen for this team now towns was back for three of those games the, you know guys again out protocol and things like that but if the if the wolves are serious and they are 500, they're 20 and 20. It feels like that's just <laughs> where they are right now. But I'm going to say that's a good 20 and 20 for them right now because I think they've got something to build on, and I think they can improve that to be over 500 by the end of the season. So I'm all in on the wolves. I'm hoping they make the playoffs, not just the play-in. I hope they can. <laughs> but I'm starting to see improvement. Mm-hmm. I've been down this road before. Oh boy. Yep. But uh, again, the, the, the key <laughs> difference here is they didn't scrape past the Rockets. This was a convincing yep. victory. They didn't scrape past the Thunder. They hammered them. So that is what I think is uh, is going to turn this team from just perennially up and down into 
more than that. Okay. <laughs> Here we go again. Hold on. Yeah, they're going to lose four of their next yeah, sets. Boy. Almost guaranteed. <laughs> Pelicans, Grizzlies, Warriors, Knicks, Hawks, Nets. Those are some losses in there, and that's how it is with Ugh. the Timberwolves. They'll win five straight, then they'll lose five of seven. Then mm. they'll win four straight, then they'll lose four straight. But, uh, yeah, they're smoking the teams they should smoke. That's cool. I'm going to start like next Monday's doc today and just put them in as a loser. <laughs> wow. yeah. Ahead of the game. Yeah. Well, well it, it, when they do have their guys, they are a fairly solid team. It's surprising to see D'Angelo Russell when he plays. They're an above 500 team, and they're far below 500 when he doesn't play. And I think it, uh, there's a trickle-down effect there. Uh, up Down the roster, they're kind of a top-heavy team. But if they have that solid starting lineup of – Pure offense, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns with that sprinkling of defense, Patrick Beverly and Jared Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. who had a yeah. near beefer. Near yeah. beef. Love that V8. Jared Vanderbilt goes <laughs> after it defensively. He's not over he's not a, he's a big forward, but he just gets after the boards. We'll get to the real beefs later. Uh, but this was, yeah, a beyond meat beef. <laughs> it was an impossible <laughs> burger. Uh, I love that guy. When they again they have enough defense with their offense. It's surprising to see D'Angelo Russell when he plays uh, that they have a winning record, and I don't, I don't know if that if if he stays healthy, does that mean that they're going to have a winning record this year? I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to say with this team, but the numbers say since, when he plays, uh, since he became uh, a Minnesota Timberwolf when they traded Wiggins for him. They have a winning record, uh, but wow. uh, I don't know. I don't know MVP. if it keeps up. <laughs> <laughs> MVP of late. Welcome Curry to the table. It could be the MVP of late. Which is more surprising, that the Mavericks are fifth in defense or that the Timberwolves are ninth, ninth in defense? Mm. That's unbelievable. Wow, those are both wild. Yeah. I'm not sure. You had to pick Ma- one. Mavericks for me. Yeah, just yeah. top five. Okay. Okay, I have a trivia question for <laughs> okay. you before we take our first break. Love it. I already, I already asked Trey because okay. him and I were into the classic factory early here. Okay. We like to have a, a pre-coffee before our shift, you know. But <laughs> Towns had uh, his 10th 40-point game, okay? Who did he tie in Wolves uh, franchise history? KG. Okay, interesting. I'd say interesting. KL. He would be correct. Kevin Love uh, is the answer. More points. Yeah, I mean, KG didn't uh, Trey, have Trey wouldn't say Kevin Garnett I when I was testing him yeah. this morning. But then we were, like, thinking about it. Like, we went and checked. How many uh, How many 40-point games did Just Garnett four. have? Just yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, he, he, yeah. Should have shot more. Yeah. He yeah, should have. He right? could have. <laughs> he should have. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kevin Love is the correct answer. Way to go. Mm, thanks. Yeah. Well, I was also watching Cavs Warriors yesterday. Oh, and, 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 you know, he was on the brain. Um <laughs> Got okay. some Kevin on the brain. Got some Kev on the brain. There you go. Yeah. I Kev, don't. Kev, I guess. What was his highest point average? KG. KG. Probably like 20, 20, 25. Oh, 20, wow. I think, I think it's 24, 25. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. pretty sure. Mm. I always felt that he could have scored a little bit What do you more. think his career high is in a game? Uh, 47. I believe that's absolutely yeah. correct. I yeah. think mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have to fact check. And we'll take a break uh, <laughs> and find out whether these are <laughs> actually true facts or not. But when we come back, we still have more uh, weekend winners, and then we'll get to a few losers. And, oh, Trey. What? You're going to get to drop a, a tiny southern lawyer man on us. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back with No Dunks. We got some more NBA weekend winners here. I'm almost embarrassed that we're nearly, what, 40 minutes into this podcast and we haven't mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies and more specifically, John Morant's block. Lee? The other day you said, I think this guy's the most athletic guy in the league. God damn, I'd like to shake your ass. <laughs> God damn, you're right. What a block. JD, I think you have it here for everybody joining us on the stream team. The two-handed pin on the chase down block, uh, Avery Bradley trying to get it up there. I've watched this, I think, about 250 times uh, at this point. Every time I watch it, I'm like, that... Uh, this is a video game this mm. looks fake it looks like Space Jam people are pointing out every angle you see it from gets like crazier and crazier it's unreal Lee. this is one of the yeah. greatest blocks in NBA history oh, it, and I don't think that's exaggeration not at all um, because he gets to a point and then he seems to go a little bit higher it's almost like he's got an extra jump in him there somehow right. because he climbs and then you think okay and then it's just like he, he gets up <sighs> even further and then he almost injures himself because he's up so high on that backboard there, which is just incredible. I mean, if he had keen, taken that clean, it would have been even sexier, I think. But like uh, not bobbling, yeah, out exactly. Of his hand? But he, but he oh, couldn't geez. because he was he was yeah. there with the backboard. So uh, <laughs> yeah, he ran into the backboard. Yeah, uh, but uh, in terms of like best blocks in NBA history, that's easily got to be in the top three. I mean, I can't. I'm sort of trying to think. I guess LeBron's on Eagle Dollar yeah. as far as the the impact on the game there, but as athletic. Uh, athleticism goes <laughs> that one I mean we've seen the Michael Jordan one he does that when he, I think he's on the Wizards at the time right. that's right against Kenyon, the Bulls yeah Kenyon Martin does one as well but no, none like that where the guy's just like <laughs> jumping literally out of the gym yeah it looks like he I mean you guys take your kids to these places where you can like <laughs> yeah, jump around yeah. on these trampolines <laughs> right and throw down those it looks yeah. like uh, it's like slam ball there for a second like, <laughs> he's hit a trampoline how high he goes like mm. Lee said Above the box blocks has to be its own category. He literally got above the box when, you know, the baseline cam is a good angle. I'm a I'm a sideline cam fan though to see the the way that he got up. (laughs) As I struggle to say that, Uh, yeah, you you just see him above the box. That just doesn't happen very often. It just it strictly doesn't. And so that uh, conversation about who's the most athletic player in the league came up a, a few weeks ago because. Zion Williamson was still ranked the number one. I know it seems year, like years ago, but he was the number one guy. What is athleticism? I don't know. I don't know how to define it. <laughs> that is. Uh, but that is. Seeing it, you see it? Yeah. When a guy goes above the box, that's it. another category of itself. Yeah, when you hit your armpit on the American flag that's on the backboard, that could be one of the definitions of athleticism. I think that this is on par. That's it. Oh See, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, on par with the Lafonso Ellis block. Yes. Right. Which is a block that you remember nothing else about except for that it was awesome and you never see something like that. That's exactly what this is. Like, I could tell you 0% of the factual information about the Lafonso Ellis block, but he goes up with one hand and he grabs it and comes down with one hand. Right, right. 
I'll never forget that. That's the first thing I think of when I think of LaFonso Ellis. This might not be the first thing we think of with John ja Morant, but it's going to be on his career highlight mm. tape, no doubt. Yeah, I was trying to think of like other just super memorable blocks. Obviously, that Ellis one, you said the LeBron one. That's yeah. a, a no-brainer. I'd say the only other one I can sort of think of to add is uh, Kawhi's finger block. Right. Oh, uh, sure. Which right. was yeah. pretty just memorable because you don't see a guy block it with his uh, yeah. one giant digit there usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Tayshaun Prince Reggie is memorable for yeah. what happened, but nowhere Again, near Again, not the, because no, of the actual... Like, no, not the athleticism yeah. involved, more the moment in the game and the playoffs there, but... Uh, yeah, this I, I don't think we've seen anything quite go viral defensively like this did on Twitter yesterday. Like everyone just had it, and and all those different angles were so cool as well. Yeah. Like just seeing it and just seeing like, wow, this guy off two feet to get up like that. Get him in the dunk contest. I hope he's in. He, it. No, I mean this is the this is the sad part of this whole thing here. Like obviously the dunks he throws down, the athletic plays like this. He has said he's not doing it. Mm. He told Taylor uh, Rooks that he would maybe do it for a million dollars like if there was a million dollar purse but and then so then there was All like right. okay I know I know there was some hope okay maybe and I was even thinking like okay this guy might start the all-star game I mean he could right uh, it's very possible maybe as a you know a thank you to the fans that he goes in it that happens from time to time right some of these guys like make the all-star team sure. and they say okay I'll go in whatever this event but then I was getting ready to tweet something like that, and I was like, I better check to see if anybody's asked him recently. And I saw, you know, basically someone like, "Come on, man, you got to go in," and he, and he shot it down. He probably realized a million bucks. Like, like we could probably maybe get that from the stream team, raise so? a million bucks, and say, "There you go, Jar. There God. it is, man. If that's all it takes." It's, un- it's unfortunate, yeah. but I, I, I'm not <laughs> no holding dunks, out hope. No dunk contest. <laughs> I love yeah. it. That's really smart. Uh, so this was an unbelievable play, of course, uh, that we showed you already ten times here in the stream team, uh, and the Grizzlies, man. And they continue to win. They set a franchise record. Franchise record. Ninth straight victory. Mm-hmm. That catch you by surprise a little bit? We've had some good Grizzlies teams. Not that good. Nine straight? Yeah. I mean, I guess. That's pretty amazing. They're good. Uh, but they're awesome. They beat the. They did the rare beating the, the Clippers and the Lakers here in, mm. in a back-to-back uh, in L.A. there over the weekend. Smash. And are just, yeah, and destroyed them. I mean, the Lakers made this crazy run late, and then the starters had to come back in from Memphis to close the door. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, they really hammered both these teams. Gotta love these young guys. I, I just adore them. You know, Desmond Bain getting in the face of LeBron James. They do that year after year after year. They talkity talk, uh, and now they are doing the walkity walk. They are absolutely <laughs> backing it up. And, and they they did it when Andre Iguodala was quote unquote on their team, and they traded him to the Miami Heat. But Iguodala said, you know, I want to I want to play with a contender. And Dylan Brooks was quite angry after Andre Iguodala uh, said that and uh, they they they've they've got this this uh bravado about them they they have this this they they feel like they're a contender they they make themselves feel like they're a contender and now they're fourth in the western conference and they continue to uh, keep that fifth place team at bay so yeah maybe we haven't seen a team in Memphis or slash Vancouver ever win 10 straight games. Uh, but I, I really feel like we're going to get a home court series in Memphis this year. Mm-hmm. And that's a phenomenal accomplishment. And if Jaw starts the All-Star game, another phenomenal accomplishment for this tiny, tiny uh, small market team to have a starter in the All-Star game. Hopefully that happens for them. It feels a, a little, you know, Vince Carter-esque. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that uh, you know, back in Toronto, those Toronto days where he started four and five years, it's not a small market, but it was he was able to transcend every big market. Vince was able to do that, and Ja feels like he's doing that 
at this moment. Everybody's talking about jaw. I mm-hmm. think what's wild from yesterday's game against the Lakers too is like we're talking about the jaw block and all that and how jaw dropping it is. But he didn't have like a monster game. Not. He didn't have like his 35, 40 point game. It was Desmond Bain. Yeah, 23 points, hit five threes. Jaron Jackson Jr. is on one right now. 21 points yesterday, 12 boards, six blocks. This guy's blocking everything in sight. Kyle Anderson, a good game, 14, 8, and 7 in, in you know under 30 minutes. Like, so it's all these guys. The vibes are immaculate with this mm. squad. I tweeted. It's true. Like, you start to see this time. The, the more I watch them, the more I do go. Yeah, they're gonna have home court. They could probably win a first round series. And then you start to talk yourself into could they be like the that weird team where it breaks right for them, where they could go to a conference finals or something like that. But it would be an awesome team they'd be playing in the second round if they even got there. So mm-hmm. it's not easy, but. I wouldn't want to play them right now. No, because they're, they're young, they're athletic, and yeah. they do get out there and, uh, and make you defend. And Jaron Jackson, good. I'm glad you brought him up because he started to rebound a little bit more and defend. He's starting to play a bit to his height. They are going to miss Dylan Brooks, though. He's out for the next sort of uh, month or so here. And uh, you don't have to love Dylan Brooks, but I think he does bring uh, some extra toughness for that team on both ends of the floor. So hopefully they can get him back. But, uh, yeah, nine in a row, incredible turnaround for this team. Uh, they're, they're just looking great right now. Hope they can keep it up. Yeah, they've creeped up to 11th in defensive rating. At one point, they were the worst. By a mile. By a mile. And uh, yeah, you pair that with a top five um, offense, that gets you a lot of victories, including nine straight. Do you believe in this Grizzlies team? Is this just a a feel-good moment right now for this squad? It's a feel-good moment for this squad. I believe in them long-term, especially with the way Jaron Jackson Jr. is playing. We've seen John in the playoffs already. He can raise his game in the playoffs. And I think that this era of the Grizzlies is going to be a lot better than the grit and grind era ever was because John Morant is better than any player that the Grizzlies ever had back then. But he's got a chance to win an MVP at some point in his career. Nobody on the Grizzlies obviously did that. So I don't know how far they will go this year. I think a home court advantage in the first round should be the goal. Winning a playoff series should be a goal. After that, everything else is gravy. gravy. All right. Well, let's... Uh, this team, they're way wise, wiser than, wise beyond their years. Just is. the way they go to Los Angeles... You spend like five days in LA and you win two basketball games, you should be hung over. You should not be winning two basketball games the way they did. So triumphantly. I mean they they smashed. Yeah. Both, both teams. teams. Yeah. Uh, Trey, who do you have uh to uh start wrapping up here our winners of the weekend? Couple of mini winners. My first one. The Indiana Pacers, our favorite <laughs> yeah. team. They snapped a six game losing streak against the Jazz on Saturday. That's nice to begin with. Even more nice. It was actually fun. To watch the Pacers, a career-high 42 points for DeMontis Sabonis. More importantly, 16 points, 14 assists, and 4 steals for Lance Born Ready Stevenson. Bringing him to the Pacers has been the best move of the Pacers in the past two years, basically. He's given them a lot of energy. They really need his juice. They need somebody who can make a play with the ball in his hands. And they need somebody to kind of give them... You know, a little bit of a variance, a little bit of a a risk out there. They need somebody that's going to go crazy. Lance Stevenson has been going crazy. You got to ride him when he's on a hot streak. Obviously, that's happening right now. And the Pacers seem like they're having a little bit more fun. So, cool. Yeah. Cool for the Pacers (laughs) to get that W. 42 for DeMontis Sabonis. It's almost Kevin Garnett's career high. <laughs> That's crazy when you think about it. That's his career high, right? 42? For yeah, that yeah. is his career high. So yeah. nice stuff uh, for the Pacers. Like you said, the Jazz, they're not playing all their guys right now. So whatever. And another mini winner, uh, the Wizards, got another tight win last night. They barely beat the Magic. That's their fourth game in their last five that's been decided by three or fewer points. Every Wizards game is close. But more importantly, we got beef. Mm. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. 
Who ordered the big beef boys? Go Bear. Beef. Jokic. Beef. Jokic again. Beef. Capella. Beef. Jokic again. Beef. Kyle Kuzma. Beef. That's a lot of roast beef. Which is rebounds. Wow. Coos! Coos! Now you called this! December 8th. December 8th podcast. Derek from Minneapolis wrote in to say, who's somebody that's never had a beef that could get a beef? He thought it would be Jared Vanderbilt who went for 19 wow. boards like right. you mentioned last night, Tass. And then, yeah, I said uh, Kuzma. And I may have mentioned Montrez Harrell as well, but I don't honestly remember that. Uh, nonetheless, first of Kuzma's career, obviously, 22nd big beef of the season, right on pace with wedgies. 22 wedgies. Mm. Hasn't been a wedgie for 12 days, however. So we're on pace for 49 wedgies, 49 uh, big beefs. But yeah, great one for Kuzma. He's been hitting the glass. The guy's the second most important player on the Wizards. So if he's playing well... You're getting into some close games, and you might win some of them, but I love to see the beef. First beef in the new studio as well. Hits different, oh, that's a good as point. the kids say, in the new studio. And that was it's like a super a, compilation because yeah. we were like uh, beef catching up here. So many layers of beef. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like the beef yeah. on back beef. order. What's that Montreal smoked meat sandwich? It's just like beef on top of beef on top of beef. Yeah, that's baby. what I felt like. You, that was my most enjoyable beef of the season, though, seeing Kuz do it. Kuzma. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't expect it. You know, you expect it from Rudy and you expect it from, you know, Jokic. So, Kuz to go out boards. there and get 20, 22 he finished with. Yeah. 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 Uh, well done. And and there was some good rebound, like fierce, tough, not just like the ball just falling into him or him tipping it like that. He was out there battling. So, what well on Kuz. Oh, you're really looking at the highlights uh, when you're yeah, because the beef. Sometimes, as you know, we look at them, it'll be an air ball and it just guys yeah. catches it. I'm like, that's a rebound? You know? I will say there are a lot of those <laughs> in Kuzma's 22 where he is the only guy around. I think Mo Bamba's allergic to beef. The guy has zero interest in being near the rebound. <laughs> so. No Bamba. No <laughs> yeah, no beef. That's though. all in the edit. Yeah. Just yeah. like Survivor, it is all in the edit for sure. I know we're big fans of the stat Muse Twitter account. Yeah. So don't answer if you saw this, but the first 25-20 in Washington Wizards history since... Chris Webber. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. 1997. It's been a while. That was a lot. That was, why were you shaking your head? It was oh, easy I just, for you. No, no well, because <laughs> like I did disgusted my task. I, did, <laughs> I didn't see it, but I just... Oh. I, it's sometimes, you know, you overthink those things. Yeah. I thought right. maybe it was like, I don't know, Rasheed Wallace. He played there for... Yeah. He had a cup of coffee there. Maybe it was him, but... All right. Oh. See Webb, last one to well. do that. Stat Muse, though, I don't think they should be allowed to uh, tweet positive things about Kyle Kuzma. What did they do? You don't remember? No. Oh, they were clowning on him and his giant sweater, I remember. Because no. uh, he had worn <laughs> that to the game, and I think the Wizards you know, went on to lose a couple in a row, and they're like, oh, they haven't the Wizards haven't won since Kuzma wore his giant pink sweater. <laughs> now they're pro-Kuz, they're pro-Beef. Doesn't sit right, well do you like the me. sweater? No, some beef doesn't sit well I with love you. I sweater. get it. Uh, okay, let's take it home here with the winner's test. I know you got one more mini Yeah, one. my man. My man, Wesley Matthews. From, you remember a couple years ago, he was part of the Milwaukee Bucks in the bubble. He's part of that team. They obviously didn't win the title. The Lakers won the title. So then he went and joined the Lakers. Following year, Lakers did not win the <laughs> right. title either. So he's missed out on a title. 
This year, he was sitting at home during training camp, didn't have a team. December, got signed up by those Milwaukee Bucks, and this weekend was given a guarantee on that contract. So great for Wesley Matthews. He's sort of filling in for that P.J. Tucker role. Or P.J. Tucker left the team this offseason after you know being that grindy guy against Kevin Durant in the playoffs, and that's hopefully what uh, Wesley Matthews can do for this team if they play uh, the the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs, but just to be that sort of that guard out there to help out uh, just get a little bit of a, you know, a defensive mindset on the perimeter there because they could use him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he could be the uh, – who who was who else was the, the Denver guy? The Denver guy who came over to Torrey Milwaukee. Craig. Torrey yeah. Craig. You know, in that sort of role. Uh, so, yeah, good for Wesley Matthews to, to join on, and maybe he can get himself a title here at 35 years of age. Will you post a photo of you and Wesley Matthews in an airport if he wins a title? I guess. Yeah, I, think I you guess have you to. have to, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, this, this famous guy is doing something. What's the moment that I had with him? Yep, post it. <laughs> That's what you got to do. That's you our life. Clay Thompson, right? <laughs> is yeah, well, I forgot you interviewed Clay Thompson. Yeah, I mean, everybody. You, the best moment from Clay Thompson that was going around this weekend, everybody posting, you know, the I saw Lee post the the OKC game, of course, and incredible. Yeah. Did you see that one where Steph Curry pregame? Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. You know how Steph plays the sports pregame. Yeah. He does his, does his little thing. Well, he was being a field goal kicker, so he put the ball down. He did his uh, his backward five step, two to the left. Yep. Got all ready, looking left, looking right. All of a sudden, Clay Thompson grabs the ball from the floor <laughs> and just shoots it. And Steph's like, "What are you doing?" And Clay, Clay said, "What? There's a ball there. I shot yeah. it." He didn't. Yeah. He had no idea yeah. what Steph was doing. <laughs> Classic Clay. Oh, had you seen that no, before? Yeah, I, I hadn't seen it either, which is surprising because it was from a couple of years ago. I thought it would have been uh, more memorable, but uh, it was yeah. great because Steph's kind of laughing away and Clay's just sort of looking around like, "What? Well, I didn't see anything." See ball, shoot ball. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, losers of the NBA weekend. I know we don't have as many, but Trey, who's at the top of your list? Well, another tough weekend for the Portland Trail Blazers. They lost to the Cavs on Friday. Did get a win against the Kings on Sunday. 31 points for Anthony Simons. Hit seven threes. That's nice. However, the Trail Blazers are 5-15 and 15 in their last 20 games. They're down to 11th in the West. They haven't had Dame Lillard for their last four games. He's out tonight, a home game against the Nets. And there was news over the weekend that he's not going to be traveling with the Blazers on their six-game road trip they've got starting this week. So he's going to be missing time. Larry Nance didn't play yesterday. C.J. McCollum is due to be reevaluated for his collapsed lung this week. So we're not sure when he'll be back. They're really struggling, as they have been for this entire season. Dame has been a little bit better in this second stint here after he missed time with his uh, abdomen injury earlier in the year. But with him going out now, with McCollum still being out, and with the team really, really struggling, it definitely feels like it's time for trades. The last time Lillard went out of the lineup, we heard about the Neil Olshay investigation. Eventually, he was fired. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some news Portland Trailblazer-wise here as we're getting a little bit closer to the trade deadline. We've got about a month until then. So the team, they're not doing well. Everybody's out. It feels like the end for the Blazers. Obviously, Lillard's going to be sticking around to get that next big contract. But I think we're going to start finally hearing about trades with the Portland Trailblazers. It's got to be time. I mean, Jason Quick is now measuring the team from the bottom rather than from the top. Right. When you see somebody has the eighth worst record, that's worse than hearing that they're in 11th place. To yeah. Me. The weird part, of course, though, is they're tied with the Spurs for the play-in yeah, uh, 10th yeah. spot. But you're right. I mean, it's been a brutal season. You think we'll uh, start hearing some more Blazers rumors like kick back up when it comes to trades? And, and will that include Lillard is the massive question. We well, think it won't. Well, if I'm CJ McCollum, I say not come back to play. 
You, I don't want to be traded. If he doesn't want to be <laughs> traded, he's got to show that he's healthy before he gets dealt. But at the same time, yeah, the Blazers, as as dire as it seems right now, the inclusion of the play-in tournament, they, they could easily get Lillard back after this road trip or get C.J. McCollum back during this road trip and be a more respectable team. Now, they stink on the road, uh, so they're likely to you know drop many of those games <laughs> on the road. Uh, but I don't think the 10th place team, currently the Spurs are nine games under 500, and they're you know in a technical tie with the Spurs, the Blazers are, are going to run away with anything. Mm-hmm. So they could, yeah, they could lose. But there's, there's there's a bunch of teams at the bottom. It's it's Sacramento. It's uh, the the Pelicans if they get Zion back, and, and and themselves. I think in the Blazers that have a legitimate shot at that tenth spot. Mm-hmm. And then we're all saying, oh, I'd love to see Dame in the play-in tournament. He could win a game on his own. So yes, uh, I mean we could get that trade talk for sure if they want to blow it up. Uh, but they also could easily make the play-in. Silver lining is Simons is balling right now. This guy is uh, on fire from three. He's had a Trade ton him. of three-pointers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's possible, though. They, well, were, like, they were hesitant to trade him for the last couple of years, right? Because they, yeah, they should have traded him two years ago, yeah, but man. they should have traded him last year, and they should probably trade him again now. It should be tank time, to be quite honest, for the Blazers if they want to have any chance of improving while Damian Lillard is still around. If he's going to be there for another couple of years... You can't just keep running Simons and McCollum and Nurkic out there. So I think it's time to kind of go into the tank. I know their pick is protected. It goes to the Bulls any of like the next four years, but it's top 14 protected, which seems pretty safe right now. But uh, you don't want to pick number 13, you know? Mm -hmm. It'd be nice to pick number three Mm -hmm. if you're Portland. And Simons has some trade value. There aren't a lot of guys that have juicy trade value. You could see Robert Covington going to a contender too. What kind of pick does he warrant? Yeah, they don't have a lot of tradable assets unless you're getting into the biggies. Yeah, unless you're getting into the big names. Uh, Lee, who do you have for a loser of the week? Well, let's keep the trade talk going because I think it's that time for the Atlanta Hawks as well. They Mm. have been disgusting on offense. Now, you want to know what offense it beats? Good offense. You know what a good offense beats? <laughs> good defense. Yeah, but you know what it doesn't beat is horrible, horrible defense. Because the Hawks have Nailed the third it. highest offensive rating in the league, according to NBA.com. Defensively, though, fourth worst. Do you trust NBA.com? No, well, yes, I don't I even do. trust it at well, this point. Well, it's Shum. It's <laughs> is, 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 is the big wig there. So, of course, I trust it. But it's just so deceptive when you watch the Hawks. The Lakers put up 134 against them. Then the Clippers yesterday, who were, again, without Paul George, they're struggling. They just scored yeah. easily, easily against them. So I think for the Atlanta Hawks, and Travis Schlenk has been on the radio saying, yep, things have to change here. And Mark Stein also reported that the Atlanta Hawks are potentially looking at getting involved in the Ben Simmons Yes, yes, yes. That here piqued because my interest because we were talking about totally. that months ago. Right. The Hawks and, being a sort of a team maybe under the yeah. radar a little bit that could get involved. Now, I think they've got, I think Cam Reddish is someone who the Sixers could be interested, not alone. There's going to be more mm-hmm. because uh, they would need, obviously, Trey Young and John Collins are not going to be traded, but I think everyone else is pretty much available. DeAndre Hunter, I mean, I think he's a good player, but what sort of value does he have right now? He's always he's injured. Always out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he can, he can be a 3 and D guy. He can be good. He was great against a Nick in the playoffs you just don't know how often you're going to get him out there so I think Cam Reddish is one of those guys the Hawks are prepared to move on if they can maybe dump like Gallinari's contract in there as well they'll do something like that because it's so big that could help them get going there so the Hawks have to do something though because this season is honestly drifting away from them 17 and 22 right now out of the play in game and a half back of the Celtics in 10th and it's just getting worse. It really is. I mean, they two and four on their last road trip, and the, one of the wins was against the Kings. Does that count? Not really. Um, but then, you know, just talking about the Grizzlies going to play the Clippers and the Lakers, well, the, uh, the, the Hawks had the opposite of that, playing the Lippers, Lakers and the Clippers, 
and lost both of them pretty badly. Yeah. So that just shows you. I think, you know, obviously Trey Young, I think, has had a, a good season individually, but he can't. There's just no one out there helping him right now. And this is a team I had high hopes for. But instead, it's uh, it's panic time almost there for the Hawks. They need a big change. Ben Simmons would certainly address, help to address uh, their defensive issues on the perimeter. Um, so I think Trey Young with Ben Simmons is a fascinating sort of totally backcourt combo. Like I get very intrigued by that. But yeah, what would it take to get involved in the Ben Simmons trade? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean it's like a you know just Sixers uh, Hawks trade like right. Stein was saying. It's like they could just get into it and it's a yeah. three way or a four way deal. Even you excited about the Ben Simmons Trey backcourt potential? I would love Simmons alongside uh, Trey Young. It would be the Atlanta Hawks version of Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Really is what the the basis would be. And Travis Schlenk has obviously got the Warriors pedigree. I think it's a a perfect fit. And I think it really. I mean, if you could get somehow do it for Cam Reddish and Danilo Gallinari, that's a easy yes oh, yeah. for me. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I, I think it'd be yeah. more than that. But I would I trade think, picks too. Yeah, I would yeah, trade Hunter. For sure. I would trade Herder. I would trade almost yeah. all of the wing guys on the Hawks yeah. for. Benson's. Would you as well? Uh, for the most part, yeah. I, I think if, if they would take Reddish and Hunter, uh, which would be funny because those two guys were drafted together, then uh, then yeah, I think you would do that. Um, I think Kevin Huerta still gives them something, but uh, but if that's he wouldn't hold up the deal. Yeah, I think okay, yeah, that's uh, that's where it goes. I mean, as far as the fit, I still find it somewhat awkward there because Simmons needs a ball in his hands and Trey Young has the ball in his hands, but. Again, that's a problem I would worry about if you can just improve your defense immediately like that because they're honestly not going anywhere right now while they can't stop bad teams from scoring. Right. It's like we're going back to two years ago with Trey Young. We had this uh, this little Cinderella season where they go to the conference finals last year, but two years ago Trey was talking about getting some help in there, mm-hmm. and it seems like he's implying that as well. Uh, Chris Kirshner of The Athletic asked him about his mindset and and Trey with an interesting comment. Part of his quote was, I don't know how to answer that question. I think that stays between myself and myself. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he did no elaborate. Leaks. No leaks from himself. Yeah. Maybe he did elaborate, uh, a, you know, saying like, you know, we could turn this thing around like he keeps saying, you know, last year we were 14 and 20. We went to the conference yeah. finals. Uh, but I think he is implying, like we're implying here, get me a second star and I don't think John Collins is necessarily that guy and uh, yeah unfortunately you know I thought uh, that somehow this little this little triumvirate of wings and Bogdan and Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter Kevin Herter aside he's he's your bench he's your bench angel like they those guys (laughs) I thought would be able to do it by committee but I think he's saying get me a number two but the funny thing is, they are number two on offense and 28th on defense. It's just it's like that locker room isn't together for some reason. I mean, you thought that before the season skeets that 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 was a Cinderella type yeah, of run, and that maybe they come back to were a little too high when it came to the Hawks. Like I was about to ask you, well, who's had the more disappointing season, the Blazers or the Hawks? Hawks. You think the Hawks, but then again, you were higher on them coming in the year than I yeah, was. Yeah, but that's I why. Yeah. The Blazers. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't as high on the Blazers because it's kind yeah. of like we've seen it before. True. We know how the season's going to play out. The Hawks, they they, they got me. Go down at the fortress there. Yeah, they of got times. you buying like standing room only tickets. Exactly. Often, right. How much fun was that? I mean, Trey Young. <laughs> the only time the Bucks lost in the playoffs last year at home was Game One when Trey Young lit him up, and I'm like sold. He's my MVP next season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. You did take him as MVP this year. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a question for the stream team. Who's had a more disappointing season? Is it the Blazers or the Hawks? And what do you think about a Ben Simmons you know, pairing with Trey Young? Should they get involved? Uh, you know, Let us know. Surprising. It is surprising. I think I would say the Hawks as well. 
thinking that they'd find a way. Um, but you were sipping on those Peronis with me, Tassie. Yeah, I yes, remember. Yes, you yes, know. yes, yes. So <laughs> wake, wake me up when the season ends, because uh, I'm not sure uh, what's going on with this Hawks team. What's more surprising, though, you said the, that Travis Schlank, Hawks executive, was talking on the radio about it. You still listen to the radio? No, I saw a tweet about okay. it. Uh, yeah, just I, I've seen uh, <laughs> Travis Schlink out walking his dog a few times uh, when we cross paths. A little nod to each other. Nice. Hey, hey. Does he wear cowboy boots? Mm. I know I've seen him wearing cowboy boots like around. We were, uh, we were at a game. Yeah. Oh, he, was, yeah. he was beside yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. Yeah. In the boots. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Lafonso Ellis block. Yeah. The first thing I think of with Travis Schlank is yeah. his boots. Yeah. Now, he wears that old, you know, remember that um, soccer style jersey the Hawks had? Yeah. Uh, you know, he wears that with a big Atlanta written nice. across it there. Yeah. So. Well, he has the one. Who are the times. Who are the first three or four people you think of when I say cowboy boots? Cowboy boots. <laughs> Travis uh, Schlenk. Matt Austin. Uh, <laughs> and John uh, Dutton. And who? <laughs> uh, Trey, help set up this uh, little news information we had that happened over the weekend. <laughs> we got all sales a trade. Oh, the little I, southern man yeah. setting up the news information. A tiny <laughs> southern man. Guy. On Sunday, the Pistons acquired seven foot two. That guy's not tiny. A bull bull in a trade with the Nuggets for Rodney Magruder and a 2022 second round pick by way of the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, okay, not a blockbuster task. But mm-hmm. the Pistons taking a bit of a flyer here maybe on bull bull, who was really just not in the rotation at all for the Denver Nuggets. Whether they had guys out due to, you know, health and safety protocols or injury, he was not getting a lot of burn. In fact, I saw Pelton write in his article, since December 2018, Bowl has played just 482 minutes of competitive game action, 328 with Denver, and then 154 in the G League. So again, we didn't see a lot of them, but do you like the Pistons, like, you know, taking a chance on him? He's going to be a, a, a free agent, a restricted free agent this summer. I guess. Yeah, if you're zooming out and you're saying, hey, our, we're rebuilding, why not? We right. talked about potentially Marvin Bagley of the Sacramento Kings when he was, quote-unquote, on the block for a while. Why don't the Pistons go try and get him? I get it, but you do want to win basketball games, and I think Dwayne Casey as their head coach isn't going to play Bull Bull just because he's fascinating to watch out there, and all us sickos are really excited to watch Bull Bull play more. If he's not contributing to a winning situation, then he's not going to play, and I think just as a whole, uh, Cade Cunningham and, and, and the guys who are you know, looking like they are long-term NBA players like Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart, they want to win. And so you can't just do this year in and year out. Yeah, maybe for a little stretch here, sure, give it a try. But he's got to be better, I think, on, on both ends than what we've seen in those limited minutes. He's going to get a chance to see if he can prove it to the Pistons or at least the rest of the league if he's an actual player. What do you think, TK? If he can't do it with the Pistons, he can't do it. Because there should be the opportunity there. We've seen Seiko Dumbuya have great games with the Pistons late in the season. Obviously, that never turned into yeah. something, even though we were all talking about Seiko Dumbuya for least, like yeah. one month. I was so, him. Gotta learn that name. Personally, I'm not going to put any stock in anything that Bull Bull does this season. And I think that the Nuggets actually won this trade because Rodney Magruder might play for their team a little bit. Yep. Bull just can't stay on the court. He's not good enough to play in the NBA. He's the next Thon maker, maybe. What did you do when you heard this trade go down on Sunday? Be honest with me. Uh, what did I do? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really remember what I did, but I am hopeful. <laughs> I'm optimistic. That oh, maybe, you're a bull, bull believer. I, I, do, I, 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 I am. I sort of I want him to succeed. Um, I, I still remember in the uh, bubble, it was in the uh, warm-up games 
and he drops this incredible yeah, bounce yeah. pass in transition. And I was like, oh, my God, that dude can play. We've seen him hit the step back threes. And it's like, okay, there's something there. What is it? The ball bubble was his... Yes, yeah. his, his highlights so yeah. far of his career, the, and career. that was the that was the warm up games as well. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. but obviously, yeah, Mike Malone didn't really believe in him. Um, yeah. The Nuggets, he ha- had enough opportunity or, or time there to try to prove something. Sometimes you just need a new situation and a new coach. We, and I think Trey mentions a good point there. In Detroit, they may as well play him if they get some. Uh, they've got the they've got the sort of team where they're not going anywhere right now. Take a flyer on him, see what he can do. Yeah, um, but. It's probably not looking all that good for him so far, yeah. which is disappointing. Yeah, I don't mind this move for the Pistons here because he's he has shown flashes where you're like, well, you get excited because the guy that's seven foot two to make these plays handles that he's made, incredible the handles, for a guy that exactly. He can shoot a little bit like his father, obviously, um, and it didn't cost you a ton. I'm with you, Trey. I like the Nuggets' decision here to move off him, get a guy that can help maybe on the perimeter. You know, they get a. A second round pick too that's uh just uh, helps in terms of building your roster because you got a lot of money unfortunately into like michael porter jr and your other big names there so you might need some of those guys making nothing and you find somebody with the 56th pick that sticks around but yeah we'll see here <laughs> we'll see here yeah, uh, maybe. maybe i'm excited for people that love Thomas. bull bull at least because mm. there are he's the, the he's the anti lafonso ellis we remember one play from lafonso ellis's career we remember Every play Bull Bull has made. <laughs> right. Like everything that you've talked about, yeah, I yeah. totally remember that. And I think that that's probably every basket he's made in the NBA. The guy just, I don't know. The reports out of Denver are not great right. about Bull Bull. And they've been so banged up and he can't get on the court for them. That's what I'm like. I'm, what's the future here? He's cool. He's seven foot two. We know about his dad. It is awesome to see a guy that tall and skinny handling the ball. Yeah. You could see a Giannis there. He ain't Giannis. He doesn't have the Giannis heart. <laughs> Sorry about your computer. That's fine. <laughs> I heard some people wonder if the Pistons made this move, getting Bull Bull in here, give him some minutes, give him a chance to play with some of these other young guys, as like a precursor to the possibility of drafting Chet Walker. This is Chet like, Holmgren? So Holmgren, sorry, not Chet Walker. Who's Chet Walker? I don't know, that? like a guitarist maybe? <laughs> Chet Walker? He was a player. He was an athlete of some sort. Chet Holmgren, excuse me. Yeah, the Football giant player. skinny guy. Uh, that's like <laughs> next level thinking. They're like, well, this guy could maybe sort of replicate that. Let's see how it works with our... You know, our Sadiq Bays and Arcade Cunninghams and our and our beef stews. That's that's wild if that's the case. I'm like that cookies opener at the top of our show, the guy talking about cookies. Yeah. I don't know what language you are speaking what? right now. Chet well, Holmgren? Well, I do. I just don't know what that Chet all Walker means. Chet Walker was a basketball player, too. Chet Walker was a basketball <laughs> player. I, I heard that the Nuggets acquired Ronnie Magruder because nobody is talking about them, and Magruber was trending is. this weekend. Magruber's back. Magruber is back. So this is a an episodic. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they went from movie, which was good, uh, to now the season. Now it's a series. It's a series. Again? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but Magruber the movie is hilarious. Yeah. Right. Like so one of good. the ten best movies of the past ten years, I would say, if it came out in the past ten. And years. is it uh, what's the guy's name that plays him? Will. Will. Uh, Which Will is Will. it? Forte? Forte. Forte. Yeah. 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 Will he's, Forte. He's in the series? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's, he's McGruber. You excited? No. <laughs> Did you ever watch uh, uh, MacGyver? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well then, yeah. come on. Little little humor. What if MacGyver was <laughs> terrible at being MacGyver yeah, yeah, it's funny. and just shoved things up his butt all the time? I heard that MacGruber's 
shoving things up his ass within 10 minutes of the wow. series debuting. So you know it's got to be good. Yeah. Is this oh. another I think you should leave bit? I'm not no, sure. No, no, no. This, no, this, is, this is actually real. This is actually real. Oh, right. This is real. Right. He gives well, himself a Bartolo colonoscopy in the first <laughs> season. Let's hear from everybody uh, in the stream team and the YouTube comments and on Twitter at NoDunkSync your thoughts on this blockbuster Nuggets Pistons deal. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we'll get to Tweet of the Night. Don't go anywhere. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my god, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mac Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mac Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants... Mac Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mac Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mac Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> the Gruber. Wait, is he, wait till he sticks something up his butt, Lee. You're going to love it. 
Yeah. When's this start? Must be soon. I, it's already out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why people what are is it? hot for it this week. The weekend. peacock? Might be a peacock? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm watching an NBA game and I just got hit with a peacock ad right in my face. It's like a peacock. <laughs> but the commentator doesn't even know what's coming. It just shows up. Anyways, cool. Um, Chet Walker, seven time All Star, played for the Bulls and 76ers back in the day. 18,000 points, Lee. Wow. Yeah, there you go. I know. You learned something on this show. <laughs> uh, you know what the name Chet is short for? No. Chester. Interesting. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Why not chest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really that. makes you think. Uh, chest Walker. Get to Tweet of the Night. Chet of the Night. <laughs> tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Lee, this is you yeah. on a Monday. What's going yeah. on? Well, I saw it come through on Friday night from the Houston Rockets, and uh, I was oh, just boy. equally disgusted yet intrigued by uh, what it came from the official Rockets Twitter account. Right. Here it is. There's a oh. new food oh drop God. at Toyota Center tonight. Jumbo mac and cheese hot dog with Fruit Loops and bacon, <laughs> exclusively outside Section 114. Who's trying one? I mean, <laughs> what... Who came up and said, all right, we've got a hot dog. Yeah. Let's uh, spice it up a little bit. Anyone want to put some uh, cheese in there? Okay. Not just cheese. Let's throw some mac and cheese in there. Okay, fine. Hot dog cheese sort of goes. You want to get crazy? Let's throw some bacon on there. Great. Okay, okay. I can sort of see when you're drunk at three in the morning. That people sounds that. okay to me, yeah. But the Fruit Loops, where do they come from in this... <laughs> Creation, if that's sort of <laughs> like Fruit Loops and hot dog, uh, there's no natural connection there for me. Not a lot of natural. <laughs> no, no. I mean, Not much natural. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I, I would try that. Oh, I don't. I, you know, the salt and the sweet. Have you got healthcare in this country? <laughs> I do. Luckily, with our company. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that would be. That might even be like a. Oh, it might say like, in, yeah, the, in yeah, the fine you know, print. In terms of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd give it a go. <laughs> But um, why free? Help me get to because this point. Because it's got the people talking. Oh, yeah, my mom literally texted yeah, me. That's th why. Three minutes before the show started, I just heard on the radio that the Houston Rockets have a new hot dog that has a weird combination, including Fruit Loops. Didn't know if you wanted to resurrect the pocket dog with that oh, news. Oh, wow. I said, ah, I think we have it on the show today. No spoilers, but I did see it in oh, on the screen earlier. So I told her that, and she said, of course you do. You guys are on the cutting edge <laughs> of hot dog news. <laughs> I guess what, uh, basketball podcast-wise, we are the, the podcast to come to when it comes mm. to hot dogs. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you try that? Would you eat that? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Those are four great things. The Fruit Loops is weird. Yeah. But I mean, mac and cheese, bacon, hot dog, that sounds like a perfect oh, yeah. mix. <laughs> so I'm willing to live a little with the Fruit Loop. Oh, Why crunch. not? All right. Yeah. So Cinnamon Toast Crunch instead of the Fruit Loops, would that would that seal the deal for you? Or, you know, it, I know you're a big cereal I'm, head. Yeah. I mean, I think any cereal is going to be weird on it. So <laughs> maybe they should let you pick your own cereal when right. you're there. They'll get, ooh, you get the hot dog. Pick your pasta, pick your cereal. That's the next generation. Straight from the wow. classic factory. Pick Custom terrible dogs. <laughs> pick your pasta. You uh, want a little fettuccine Alfredo and maybe some golden grams on top of your hot dog? Doesn't make any sense, but neither does this. That's why we're on the cutting edge. Uh, uh, 
wasn't that what our uh, our friends at that company had because they they struggled with the idea that their their innovation was you can't carry a cup and a big tray of food <laughs> so what they created was like multiple bowls that you could carry on your cup from the concession back to your so maybe you could have like the multiple levels you could have the pasta in one bowl and then the fruit loops in the other and it would stay hot you get back to your seat you concoct it all mm. right then and there Gross. Yeah, it's uh, even all gross. Somehow, yeah. yeah, well, it's all gross. Uh, yeah, the Would you loops. try it? Take a bite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a bite. I think, like you guys said, the three la- three levels connect in the pasta and the bacon <laughs> and the dog ear. Maybe you could just, you know, swipe off some loops if you don't want them. Hold just the loops. Get out of here. <laughs> Hold the loops. Hold the loops. <laughs> Hold the loops, please. <laughs> I feel it's like weird. Houston correct me if I'm wrong, Has have like tapped in, and I mean not even just the Rockets, but like it feels like the Astros and stuff like that. Like Houston has tapped into like, <laughs> let's just like put shit together and, and throw it on the internet and go viral and see if people buy this thing. Like I feel like this has happened and uh, the Astros have done something. I, I know it. Like you, So you're telling me if I Google Astros weird hot dog. Or, or yeah, it, yes, <laughs> I think so. Texas, I get like, yeah. Texas is not to me, I don't think you find too many vegans or vegetarians out there. They, they, they want like all sorts of like fatty foods on there and, and just make it as big and as unhealthy as possible. Right. That's just the sort of, you know, the way it feels. Okay, so. For I a, mean. I think you're right, Steve. Yeah, yeah, okay. You found something with the Astros? I found multiple somethings. I literally just Googled Astros weird hot dog. The first one was it's chorizo sausage wrapped in a corn tortilla and deep fried topped with tequila braised onions, pico de gallo, and cotilla cheese on a pretzel bun. Okay, yeah. So it's a a fried sausage in a tortilla (laughs) on a bun. (laughs) That's wild stuff. How much sodium is in that? (laughs) (laughs) And then there's another, oh wait, no, this one's from Cleveland. Uh, But this is just Astros players (laughs) reacting to it. (laughs) They are on the cutting edge of hot dog technology in the MLB and we handle the podcast game. That's the place to be for weird hot dogs, I guess. Yeah, Houston. I think so. The Houston hot dogs. Uh, can this be one of my pick and payoffs to eat this weird hot dog? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them. Ooh. Yeah. Nine hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> nine. Yeah. You've done the nine 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 at a baseball game? No. No. Nine hot dogs. Oh. I thought you were a sports fan. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> a sports <laughs> <laughs> no, have you ever heard of it? Nine innings, uh, I, I've and heard you try of, and I, do the nine hot dogs and nine beers wow. in nine innings. Nah, yeah. nah, that's Ooh, hard. That would be tough. Very yeah. difficult. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had a Costco hot dog this weekend. Still good. Yeah. <laughs> Just a dirty hot dog. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a cheap, cheap wrong. hot dog. It holds up. It holds up. Yeah, still good. Are they still doing the pizza out there? I thought they cut the pizza. No? It's still, still going. All right. Slices or pie. I think they, they stopped the indoor eating for a while. Oh, yeah. oh right. right, right. Uh, but gotcha. it, it's back, baby. America yeah. is back. You can have a hot dog. You know, you, you get it just a plain hot dog, and it's still warm. It's a good-sized dogger. It's not just a little guy, you know, full foot. I think this, maybe not a foot, but you know, a thick fun. one. This, this crazy hot dog here from uh, from the Rockets does remind me of my stoner snack that I've presented to you guys before mm-hmm. of the uh, graham cracker, uh, brie cheese, and then a ketchup chip on top. <laughs> there's the there's the sweet, there's the salt. Yeah, You're usually stoned. I mean, it makes more sense. Oh, it's fine then. Yeah. Oh, so you'd eat this hot dog? If yeah, you're if you're stoned. Yeah. Okay, yeah, next it's... pick and pay off. You gotta get stoned <laughs> and then eat the hot dog at the end of the show. You're done. All right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pick up results. Speaking of pick them, uh, from Friday night, Bucks, Nets. Uh, excuse me. The Nets were favored by four and a half. This is brought to you by BetMGM, of course. And 
Milwaukee got it done. They did. Straight up cover, um, straight up money line hit, actually, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So Trey, the only one to take Milwaukee in that game. Everybody else was feeling pretty good about the Nets. So it's jumbled up here after five games in January. Trey and I lead with a three and two record, and then Tass and Lee coming up uh, tied for a second at two and three. So it's tonight's game. Well, the Nets are just trying to throw games at home. They don't like winning oh, at home. They're trying to show Kyrie, conspiracy. hey, come on over. And then, yeah, the very, very, very tight win over the Spurs on Sunday afternoon there, barely beating the Spurs. Cam Thomas. Yeah, Man. and, and the, uh, the Nets get Kyrie back tonight as they go on the road. What a weird world we live in. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to go back to the Bucks. They're actually uh, having a second game with the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets beat them in game one. Rematch, game two in Charlotte. Charlotte, a two and a half point dog. Okay. Speaking of dogs, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trey, the only one dogging it. Oh, I'm sorry, no, no. Skeets. Yeah, this got all mumble jumbled. Yeah. So what happened was everybody took the Bucks. I can't stand when we all have the same team. So I was like, I'll swerve today. But I don't feel great about it because, yeah, this is the. Uh, it's tough to be the team twice in a row. Yeah. And like, I mean, we're also talking about the Especially world champ. The Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But come on, Charlotte. Lose by two or one, and, and I'm happy. Third game in four nights for Milwaukee, all on the road. So that's why okay. you got me feeling a little bit okay. okay. But, yeah, as the last one to pick, I felt bad, Skeets, going for the Bucks. Yeah. You don't like to see the same nah, logo fine. there on the graphic. I mean, I, I feel like it should be almost a little gentleman rules to it, <laughs> where it's like, you know, like tomorrow, if we all pick the same team, mm. then maybe it's your turn. Sure. To swerve. You know, yeah. I just think that's fair. Yeah. I was the Friday Swervester. Yeah, exactly. The Monday Swervester. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? It's not like we're great at picking these. No, games. no, yeah. exactly. exactly. Yeah. If anything, you want to like fade yeah. us. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's the pick'em game tonight. I'm the only one taking Charlotte uh, as a dog. Everybody else has in the Bucks to win by three or more. That's it for today's show. The NBA weekend winners and losers. Again, let's hear from you guys. Who would we miss? There's a lot out there. Let us know in the comments. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. Email in your NBA questions. We hit the beach tomorrow for crying out loud. It's not the greatest set of games tonight. No, it's there's some there's some duds. That possibly. was the closest line. Yeah. Milwaukee, Charlotte. So some biggies. Out so there. we might hit the beach tomorrow. Get your questions in. No Dunks at theAthletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at No Dunks Inc. Mm. Grab yourself an athletic subscription. All right. Theathletic.com/slash/NoDunks. Go ahead. What are you thinking there? College championship game tonight. Ah, that's why, that's why we got a garbage Lights. schedule. No, remind me. Oh no, maybe I'm thinking of the NCAA basketball college championship. Did we? Were there times where this football game was on and we would have no NBA games on? Or am I crazy? No, you, you, said, football, you said it last basketball. week. Basketball, yeah. yeah, basketball. I said that last week. Yeah. Here? No. Oh, off air. Off air. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I'm yeah. stoned out of my mind. Yeah, that's right okay. Now. Hey, I'm man. Super, I'm just kidding. What, uh, do you, what do you think, uh, Georgia or Bama? Go dogs. <laughs> Go hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I do not want to cheer for the dogs at all, but I think the dogs are going to win. Because wow. I think, didn't Alabama beat them earlier in this this year? So and true, I, It's man. tough to beat a team twice. Well. <laughs> oh, it's very <laughs> tough to beat a team twice. Bama owns that, man. Bama owns it. Oh, Second and 16 yeah. in 2018. I saw one of those flags on somebody's porch. A, a half Bama, this house divided oh, God. flag. Half yeah. Bama, half, half Georgia. Yeah, can't lose tonight. Can't lose. Well, can't actually, win. no, if anything. Yeah. yeah. Or if they <laughs> Everyone hates you then. Right. Yeah. Or, in theory, <laughs> well, somebody's sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Who are you cheering for tonight? Uh, Come on. Georgia. 
Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Give me the, the dogs. This is in Indiana, is. isn't it? Big it, line. It is in Indiana, yeah. Indiana. Who's Travis Schlenk cheering for? That's what who I what I want. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, on that like, note, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And it's only a two and a half point spread. I just can't stop looking at your screens all show. <laughs> I'm just looking at so many. You want to learn about Chet Walker? Take a look at mine. <laughs> Embrace the day, people.